0: The three things about the devil's playbook, if I can magically make them appear on the screen, they'd be right there for you. Doubt the truth, give in to fear, agree with lies. And again, fear is you boil boil it all down, it usually comes down to fear. The devil attacks your significance, your power, your authority, your autonomy. In your identity, I mean, are you are you that significant? I don't know. It's like these thoughts that come in. Like those aren't your thoughts. Are you are you that you think you're that significant? No, no, no. I'm just like I'm, I need to be more humble. Yeah, that was like you're you're trying to like pump yourself up. You should probably talk less. You're not that significant. You know, it's just like these little little things. It starts with a question. And then it's a lie. And it's like, oh, yeah. And then we make, when we, and this is what I want to talk about too, is just like the agreement is not like I made a formal contract with the devil and I got it notarized and I sold my soul. It's, it's like, it's a simple nod. It's like, yeah, you're right. It's, that's it. And we make that exchange. We give, we make an exchange with the devil and we hand him our authority. Like we We not in agreement with these things that are not true. Your power, I mean, power and authority, like that was, they, Adam and Eve, they exchanged it all for a lie, for a piece of fruit. And it's like, oh, wow, their eyes were open and surely they did die. Our autonomy, our self-governance—what you know, what we have power of control over in our lives. Like he's, he attacks that. Like ah, just uh, shrink up those tent pegs. Don't extend your tent pegs too much. That's too much territory. You're you. like, no, the Lord's give me a vision. The Lord's give me a vision. You're calling to a nation. He's like, ah, really, the nation? Probably just maybe, maybe a maybe a providence in that country. Nah, actually, probably more a township. Actually, you know what? You should spend all your time by yourself. Just you and Jesus out there, by yourself, with a mat, and never talk to anyone else. And wow, all of a sudden, the vision that the Lord has put in our hearts, the enemy has reduced to just us being a recluse and like spending time just in spirituality. But we're not accomplishing the things that you know. I'm not saying like maybe the Lord's called you to a mountain with a mat. I don't know, but I'm just saying like he the devil like wants to get us to exchange the power and the authority, the calling, all that God's put in our lives to do for him, to diminish it, to squash it. He definitely attacks our identity, who you are in Christ. I want to reference this book. Um, This is The Three Battlegrounds. I I haven't even finished this book. I've been just like kind of chewing on it. It's like one that's in the nightstand, and it's one of those ones you kind of have to chew on little bits at a time, because you you read something, you're like, whoa, wow, wow. and then you just put it back in the nightstand. And you think about that, wow. But I want to read. Um, this is just in the in the introduction. I thought this was fascinating. It says. This book is about about spiritual warfare. Before we proceed, however, I have two concerns. The first is our need for wisdom. There's an old European proverb worth heeding. It reads, age and treachery will always defeat youth and zeal. Age and treachery will always defeat youth and zeal. Before we engage in spiritual warfare, we should know this about Satan. He is an ancient and extremely treacherous foe. On the other hand, the strength of most Christians lies primarily in idealism and untested fervor. It is not long, usually five to ten years in the ministry, and most zeal has waned. Without warning, the minister's call has deteriorated from a walk of vision to a mere job. It's this idea of that the enemy is he's, he's this ancient foe. And it's like, we, you know, we get, you know, get recently saved or whatever, and we're so excited. And it's just the enemy just begins to throw out these questions. And if we're not in agreement to these things, oh, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe we should just kind of dial it back. Maybe we shouldn't, you know, I don't know, do anything significant. That's ah, just, you know, play the false humility card. You know, you, know, whatever, whatever it is, we, when we agree with that, we exchange truth. For a lie. Um, One of the quotes uh, in the book says, this is from, this is from, this this is one of his quotes, but uh, Steve Backlund quotes it all the time. He says, your belief about a situation is more important than the situation itself. Your belief about a situation is more important than the situation itself. It's like how we, how we, When we're, you know, under like, sometimes it's apparent, like, man, this is total spiritual warfare. Like, this is like a blatant attack. What's happening in my life? This is so nuts. But it's like our response to what's going on is more important than this situation. All of a sudden, we just get so frazzled. And the first thing is like, where is God in all this? Why did God allow this to happen? It's like we start attacking our creator. We start attacking the one that's removed every obstacle to give us his awesome presence. And I always ask people that, like, people say, like, why did God love them? Like, what, why are you blaming God right now? Let you know that there's one who wants to kill, steal, and destroy your entire life, and it's the devil. But it's like, how we respond in these moments, how we respond, and make, who we make agreement with. Are we going to agree with the devil? Or are we going to agree with the Lord? It's like, it's such a stupid question, because then we'll say, like, oh, yeah, I'm totally a partner up with the devil on this one. Like that would never happen. But it's like how we nod in agreement to situations is super important. Okay, you guys ready for the believer's playbook? Okay. Renew your mind. Why is this thing going to sleep all of a sudden? I rebuke you, devil. Renew your mind, repent of sin, and replace lies with truth. And as I thought about this, and I didn't even mean for this to happen, but it's like becoming like a Christian pirate because you see all these R's lined up: Ren- <laughs> renew, repent, replace. Just turn to your name and say, "R." I'm ready for spiritual warfare. <laughs> Are you ready, kids? Be transformed by the renewing of your minds. How do we renew our minds? Yeah, take the truth and just, man, memorize it. Put it in your brain. Put it in your mind. Wash yourself with the word. So when the, the enemy comes and he speaks a lie, he questions you, say, oh, actually, that's not true. It says it right here in my Bible. I actually got it memorized. And you can just speak and proclaim scripture. Just speak it out loud. Oh, man, he, the Lord, he holds me in the palm of He knows the number of hairs on my head. Whatever it is, whatever the verse is. <laughs> there's moments when we need to repent of sin in our lives. It's like something that's like, the Lord reveals it. And it's like, oh, this is John sixteen eighteen. The, the Holy Spirit comes to convict the world of sin and guilt. When there's like this, there's sin, there's guilt, whatever that is. Okay, like, what is that? Lord, I just need to repent of that. Like in this relationship, the situation, whatever's going on in my life, and it's like he, he says, you know, if First John one nine, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. It's like he, he's like, man, I, I my son, my daughter, I love you so much. And you're like, he's right there. He doesn't like go and hide. Ah, oh, they heard him say the f word the other day. I'm gonna be over here until they just really grovel and are so filled with shame. You know, they looked at something they shouldn't have. It's like the Lord is always present. He's always here. And we make these exchanges with the enemy. Sin comes in. And that's, that's what puts up like roadblocks between us and the Lord. And it's uh, for us just to repent of that, say, Lord, I give that up. I, I want nothing to do with it. I want to be face to face with the living God. I want to be in this awesome relationship. I don't want anything keeping me from his presence. Replace lies with truth. It's not enough to just say, like, yeah, like, that's a lie. It's like, no, what is actually, what does the truth say? What does the truth say in just declaring those things in our lives? So, again, Romans 12, to, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is a, um, this is a quote, again, from this book, um, The Three Battlegrounds. It says, victory begins... With the name of Jesus on your lips, but it will not be consummated until the name or sorry until the nature of Jesus is in your heart. Amen. It's not enough just to give lip service. It's to be truly transformed. Like Jesus didn't call um, us to be Christians, converts. like He called us to be disciples, to be followers. What was that line he used to use? Jesus, he's out with his... Oh, follow me. Follow me. He's like, convert. I just be converted. All right, have a good life. You, you be converted. You be, it's, Repent for the kingdom of God is near. You know? Come and follow me. He's like, uh, what, I, I need to get my act together. I need to like... He's like, you'll figure it out along the way. The stuff that you, know, you don't need, it's going to get pruned off in the journey. Victory begins with the name of Jesus on your lips, but it will not be consummated until the nature of Jesus is in your heart. Man, that is... Convicts, convicts me. The power of agreement. That's, I don't have any more slides from that. The power of agreement. I think it's important for us to just to, to take inventory And I'm not sure, you know, who this message is for for specifically or who's wrestling with whatever, but I just, um, I feel like there's, um, whether that's, you know, during service or on your own, but just take an inventory and say, Lord, like where, where are there places in my heart that I've made agreement with the enemy? I've just, I've unknowingly, it's not like, again, it's not like we're going around making contracts with the devil. Well, i got a bunch of contracts on my desk from the devil. i got to figure out which ones I'm going to sign and which ones I'm going to not. Well, I'm not going to sign. I mean, okay. It's just, again, it's that nodding to things. And all of a sudden, those things begin to take root in our lives. And as we take inventory, we're like, this is not of the Lord. I need to uproot this thing and get it out of here. And it's as simple as repenting. Say, so Lord, help me be more aware of when I'm you know, nodding in agreement with the enemy. And it's these little, these little things. They become big things, and they totally rip us off. You know, I mean, even on, uh, you know, just Mother's Day. I mean, that's like really great and you know celebratory for a lot of a lot of moms, but for some, it's like, man, this is like, this is just like ripping open an old wound. And just look at our world right now. It is going, the the devil is going ballistic. You're watching what's happening right now with Roe versus Wade, all the abortion stuff, the attack. And it is a full-on attack on humans. It's the hating of life. And the lie and the fear is, hey, there's going to be too many people. There's going to be too many people on the planet. So we need to kind of like lower the population. It's like population control. And this is like, that, that, that's the lie. and it's, It is crazy. And so you'll, you'll watch interviews with people that are, they're pro, like after a child is born. I mean, they just passed legislation, like in California, that says, you know, if a child is up to 28 days old and the mom kills her child, that there's no, that she won't be charged with anything. Some of you look at me like you're just hearing this for the first time. I mean, I'm not inviting you just to jump on social media, but just read a newspaper or something. You get educated what's happening in the world. It's crazy right now. But just even bringing up Mother's Day, it's like, man, the, the, how the enemy overplays his hand in these things. Ah, you're not that great of a mom. Sorry to break it to you, but look at, you know, your kids got these flaws and woulda, coulda, shoulda, and this happened and, you know, shoulda worked things out with your spouse or whatever it is. It's just like super layered, very heavy. And how we nod in agreement with the, with the enemy is super important. Say, that is not true. The Lord is redeeming mothers. The Lord is redeeming kids. The Lord is restoring all things. So we can look at our lives and say, man, this is... My life is so messed up. And then we come into a relationship with Christ and we look back and say, I don't know how it could have been any different. How could the Lord have wrote this story in such a way where it came from such dysfunction and tragedy to it couldn't have been in any other way? And that is the power of the cross. That is the power of inviting Jesus into your situation. And how we make these agreements, um, and how we you know get out of them is important. So just taking inventory. This is my my encouragement from this message: is to take inventory in your life and say, Lord, what have I, what have I made agreement with that I need to break agreement with, and get out of that. And Lord, how do how can I show me truth in your Word that I need to I need to memorize that I need to. Just build solid foundations on. When I was um, going to the U of o, <clears throat> didn't lose my salvation, but I did go to school there, and um, it was a time of where I was just really consuming the Word of God like crazy. I would have these uh, blocks of time between classes, and I go, you know, disappear somewhere and um, just sit in a chair and just read my Bible. And I kept coming across, I would come across verses like, oh man, like this is like one of those really popular verses or really good ones. I should know this verse. The best way to memorize them just in classes, whether you're studying for a test or whatever is flashcards. My daughter, I just picked up a 300 pack from my daughter yesterday. She's running out of flashcards. She's a flashcard wizard. She is amazing with flashcards. But that's how you memorize, and that's how I begin to memorize scripture. I would just like, I had, the, I had the box, the original box that came with this Bible. It's been rebound since. And I had it stuffed full of three by five cards. And I would come across a verse. It wasn't like, these weren't verses that someone's like, hey, you need to memorize all these verses. I, I did go through the topical memory system by navigators where you can learn, you know, memorize certain verses, and they come with these cute little cards in a little card folder with a clear side that, you know, whatever. But there was verses that the Lord was highlighting to me. Hey, you, you need to know this. I felt like, man, I, I should know this. And so I would just, and every now and then, I would just sit there and, and go through it. And after a while, I, oh, man, yeah, I got that one down. And then I'd give myself a gold star. Just kidding. But I would just begin, to, it was just for my own, I don't know, my own personal use. And then I would find that as I would interact with people, and, and I love getting into U of O is very culturally enriching and um I would get into lots of conversations with Buddhists and you know Jews and you know Mormons and whoever else and i'd and I would just be able to respond with scripture and say, well actually you know and i and I wouldn't always know the reference and I would you know, I would say this and we'd be able to find it really quick and um and then I, as I you know engage in those conversations like and I would go and study and like find another verse like oh like I need to know that verse and I don't I mean I've probably been more neglectful in recent years about just being diligent to continue adding to my knowledge of um, the Bible but it's so important to have truth you know hidden in your heart Psalm 119 verses 9 through 11 you know how does a young man keep his way pure by living according to your word and it goes on, verse 11 says, you know, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. This idea of just hiding God's word in our heart that we have something to combat the enemy with. Because, again, he is, he's an ancient foe, like, and he's just got, he's, he's, he's wise. His, it's, but it's the same playbook. I'm going to plant a question, I'm going to attach it to fear, and then I'm going to insert a lie. And as soon as I get you to nod in agreement with that lie, there's been an exchange that's made. You've given me your authority. And, you know, like we've give, we give up something in our lives. And that, that ultimately becomes a stronghold in our lives. And it's, we've, we've made agreement to it. He didn't come in and push us over and take our, our lunch. And, you know, it's just like we've, we've given it up. So my encouragement is just to take inventory and just take some time to say, like, Lord, like what have I made agreement with, and what what can I, what truth can I replace that with? Let's go ahead and, let's go ahead and stand up. Yeah, someone said, "Gentlemen, what what? What do I do to step out of an agreement? Do do agreement? You are asking me a question? What do, what do you do?" Well, it involves... Um, yeah. It doesn't involve a Ouija board. No, I mean, breaking the agreement, I think you have to recognize it. And then I think just with repentance and saying, Lord, I, I repent of that. It's that, I mean, that confession, you know, Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you confess in your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. It's like coming back to that, Lord, I just, I confess and I believe he has done the work, like he has done the work on the cross, and it's put our faith back in the work that he has done. It's not like, okay, now we got to you know, start you know lighting candles and you know, doing seances or whatever, but just repenting and believing in his work, but not, not seances. Yeah. So just close your eyes. I'm just going to give us a, just a moment, just... Um, Lord, Holy Spirit, I ask that you right now, that you just bring, uh, bring to the forefront of our mind anything that is um, a stronghold, a lie from the enemy about our identity, about our authority, about our significance. Significance is, is a big one. You are incredibly significant, there is not another human on the planet or has ever ha- have been that is as unique and special as you. you. You have your own set of gifts and strengths and talents. And the Lord has called you to be set apart for his glory and to be significant in his kingdom and to ultimately bring glory to him. And anything that comes Uh, against that is a a lie from the pit of hell and it's not okay. So, Lord, we we repent of anything that is telling us that we are insignificant. We know our worth. We thank you, Lord. Just take a moment right now, and I want you just... uh, Allow the, the Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would come and just speak truth right now. Just remind us of your truth, of your word, of scripture, of things that you've spoken over us, prophetic words that have been spoken over us, Lord. Remind us of those things. Bring those to remembrance. Just fill us with your presence right now. Fill us with your peace. Just restore our authority in you restore our power in you restore our confidence in you lord help us to not be distracted by the enemy's games because that's all they are didn't something he wants to share
1: how many do you feel that heaviness right now that is the presence of the lord he is so jealous for each and every one of you. He hungers for that re- deep relationship between you and him. He needs that relationship. Nothing else. He created the angels, but he could not relate to them the way he relates with you and me. That's why he created us in his image. God is so jealous over each and every one of us and he is dealing with hidden sin in our lives because it separates us from him. Brothers and sisters, let it go every time you allow the enemy to take you beyond a temptation he is after your authority that God has given you he can not steal the only thing he has is power when he was kicked out of heaven he still has his power because it's a gift and gifts can't be taken away but he has no authority because he removed himself from the one who has authority, and that's God Almighty. The authority comes when you get closer to the Father. The authority comes. become intimate with Jesus. I'm telling you right now, brothers and sisters, God is so jealous over his bride right now. And anybody get in between him. The Lord told me this, Sidney, it's like this. When the time comes, when my presence is upon my people. So he is so in love with each and every one of you. Come to him. Drop everything. Because Jesus needs to mean all to all of us. That's the presence you're feeling right now. The Lord told me, he says, Sidney, I'm bringing the fear of the Lord back into my house. Because the fear of the Lord will keep you from sinning. It will. And I'm going to share it sometime when Pastor Jobin gives me the opportunity of the experience that I had when the Lord told me, if you didn't stop, you not see the next sunrise.
0: Thanks, Sidney. Thank you, Lord. I want to take uh, just a moment, just as I mentioned, just... uh, kind of the roe v wade scenario um that's being played out in our supreme courts um i just want to take some time to pray for that you know that situation so um let's just take uh just take a minute getting just one or two other people and um let's just pray pray into that just bring your faith to the table and uh this is the most um Egregious thing that's happened in our country is like allowing this, and the way that the enemy is manipulating what's even being, how this is being handled, like with that leak of the Supreme Court, is the, that is one of the wildest, craziest things, and just such a breach of trust in our country is crazy. So let's just take this before the Lord, and let's uh, make something shift in the heavenlies uh, by just uh, just get together, pray for um, the Lord's will to be done. Uh, in our Supreme Courts with Roe v. Wade.